Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God, and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. I am Tom Brown, and your host today is Lance Rawhoff. Hey everyone, this is Lance Rawhoff. Welcome to our show, Quanania today. And we have a great guest on our show. I'm really excited about this next hour as um, I'll introduce her in just a minute. But um, wow, I tell you, one of the things that I'm excited about coming up is this fall season. Just, I think the more I live in the Valley, we're talking, I'm here now since 1994, so 22 years in the Valley. I keep thinking that the summers are going to get better and better and better. <clears throat> and I actually think that during my first couple of years, I thought, oh, this is not going to be too bad. But this last summer, I just feel like has dragged on and on. And um, But if you're out there and you're thinking, man, the heat, I don't know if I can do it. Here's what I can tell you is that uh, we got about another month of this. And um, then we're going to be out in the outdoors. We're going to be doing a lot more things like Phoenix and Scottsdale and all over this valley, there are so many things to do. And I just always want to be so thankful for the place that we live and not take that for granted. The mountains that we have to hike and and my wife and I, Susan, love to get out 6 a.m. hikes in the mornings and enjoy it. And um, I just always want to thank whenever I'm going, okay, God, I don't know how much more of this heat that I can take being out is that the the really good weather and the reason um, that we love being out here so much is because we have one of the best places to live in, in Arizona. And so um, here today we have uh, a good friend of mine and someone I've known for a few years. Um, she also is involved in Young Life. And her name is Tanita Maddox, and Tanita is the area director for Scottsdale Young Life. And Scottsdale Young Life is something that I've been a part of for about 20 years now. I got, uh, I was a Young Life leader in Austin, Texas at the University of Texas. And when I moved out here in 1994, I had no community. Uh, literally, I moved out here. Uh, I flew out on a plane. I was with a pharmaceutical company. I was traveling uh, all over the state in San Diego and Las Vegas, a single guy, uh, not knowing anyone and not really building any community. And I got down on my knees. I remember this in 1994. I got down on my knees in my apartment and I really did cry out to God. I said, God, I need community. I need friends. Um, I can't continue to travel and travel and and not have people who know me and me who really know other people because we're made for community. And I asked the Lord to lead me. Lord, will you take me to community? Because I didn't know how to, I was going to a couple of different churches, but I just hadn't gotten connected. And so um, about a week later, I was at church. And I turned to this guy next to me and I said, hey, I need a dentist. I do not have a dentist. Um, I need one in this new town. And he gave me the name of this dentist and his name is Dick Mason. And, and so I went to this dentist and somehow when I'm in the chair and I'm getting my teeth cleaned, somehow Young Life comes up and I go, oh, I was, I was in Young Life in college. I was a Young Life leader. And he goes, oh, well, we lead at Arcadia High School in Phoenix. I said, you do? And he says, yeah. As a matter of fact, the area director at that time was this guy named Rick Wilson. He goes, he office right right next door to us. I'll take you over and meet him. I said, okay. 
<clears throat> so he takes me over to meet Rick, and Rick goes, hey, what are you doing for lunch? I said, going with you. And so we go out to lunch, and Rick so starts telling me about what's going on in Scottsdale Young Life. I'm getting all excited because I can make a connection here. And, um, and anyway, one divine appointment leads to the next, and I'll pick up on that at the, at the next segment about how the Lord just answers prayers. He's so faithful that getting down on my knees and saying, Lord, I need something so desperately that he already knows that I need. And he's like, Lance, I know you need that community and I'm going to take you to it. So when we come back, I'll finish up that story and we'll go in with our, our guest, Tanita. And I'm excited. So stay tuned. Good afternoon, beloved Tom Brown on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Really glad you're with us today. Shonda Pierce, the Happily Laughter After Tour with special guest Karen Williams is coming to the Valley Thursday, October 13th at Highlands Church in Scottsdale. If you'd like more details and tickets to this quickly selling event, go online to our website, faithtalk1360.com. That's faithtalk1360.com. Click on the Shonda Pierce Happily Laughter After Tour banner ad. And now more Koinonia. Here's Lance Rawhoff. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Lance Rawhoff, your host of Quantania. And today I have my guest with me, Tanita Maddox. And I'm excited to uh, talk with Tanita. She has uh, a long history with an organization called Young Life that I've been part of. And, and before our segment ended last time, I was talking about how I got involved in Young Life. But before I go back to that, I just want to say, Tanita, welcome. Thank you, Lance. So good to have you here. And Tanita, I just, uh, how long have you been involved in Young Life? Well, I went to Young Life my freshman year of high school, which would have been 1993, and then became a leader when I was in college and then staff right after that. So I guess all said and done, about 23 years involved, 18 as a leader. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So where'd you go to high school? I went to Ironwood High School. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. <laughs> so Ironwood's in like Northwest Valley, Northwest correct? Valley. Yep. All right. So where were you born? Were you born here? Born and raised Glendale, Arizona. Uh, my dad was born and raised in Glendale, Arizona. So I'm the second uh, native of Glendale over on the west side. Yeah, it's one of the things that when I moved out here, it was very rare for me to meet native Arizonans or Phoenicians, uh, so to speak, or Glen, what do you call people? That Glendalians. Are? Glendalians. So um, you grew up, you have siblings? I do. I'm the oldest of four, two Whoa. sisters and a brother. All right. Oldest of four. Wow. So do you have this uh, real firstborn kind of type A personality? Like, are you a, a real organized kind of you know, no one likes to put themselves in a category, but I'm all right. I am by the book, firstborn, type A, overachiever, tried to parent my kids, got in trouble, or my parents, parenting my siblings, my parents would yell at me, you know, you're not mom, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's got to be good, though. Um, it, one of the things about our gifts, you know, I've talked often about, you know, God has gifted us, and clearly there's this firstborn, secondborn, you can kind of follow some of those things. It doesn't always ring true for all of our kids, and but... 
uh, is that God's gifted you in a way. And that, and that firstborn gifting, whether you want to call it a spiritual gifting or firstborn, but is is so valuable in that you take a lot of responsibility, right? Absolutely. Especially when there's three underneath you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think my parents were stoked when I got my driver's license because that meant I could now taxi the kids around instead of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so right before we ended this segment, I was talking about how I got involved in Young Life, and <clears throat> I just I think that uh, for me it was so personal because um, one is is we are made for community. Uh, to for me to not be involved in community without a close friendship and so forth with even a small group of people, I just feel like there's something really missing. And so um, I'd met this uh, dentist. And then he had talked about Young Life. His name is Dick Mason. Introduced me to Rick Wilson next door to him. Uh, that's the area director of Scottsdale Young Life. We go out to lunch. Here's what I, we go out to lunch. And Rick says, uh, what are you doing this Friday? And that was at the time where you had these day timers. You know, you would open up these. And, um, I think mine was called a day runner. I wasn't. I hadn't actually invested in the full day timer. And I had the day runner, the cheap version. And I look, and I have a, a meeting, because I was a pharmaceutical rep at that time. I have a meeting at Pine Top Pharmacy in Pine Top, and that's where the leader weekend was already starting that Friday afternoon. And I said, okay, well, the Lord's in this, because I'm already up there. I'm there for this leader weekend. Uh, I go up. I get totally just... Um, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, this is what I've been asking the Lord for. And there are all these leaders that said, we want you to come be a part of our family. And Young Life really became mm-hmm. my family as a single guy, especially. And I was eating dinner over at the, our friend's house, other Young Life leaders house. And we were connecting with kids, all of that. Just tell me, like, what does that mean to you? Like, even when you hear, I mean, because you know a lot of leader stories, you know a lot of kids stories, you know your own story. But when you hear something like that, what does that mean to you as someone who is responsible? responsible for a lot of leaders, a lot of volunteer leaders in Scottsdale. You know, we do a lot of life together. And one of the interesting makeups of our leadership is we've got college students, we've got grandparents, we've got young marrieds, working professionals, everything in the middle. And so when you talk about being a family, you're talking about a little bit looks like the larger church. It's not a homogeneous group. We don't have the same stage of life. We're in different ones. And so we figure out how to walk toward that together. So it may be that I have a college student or a few at my house for dinner. It may be that we're picking up folks who don't have cars, those kinds of things. But we just talked about how real family, when hard stuff happens, they're the first ones at your door. When good stuff happens, they're the ones you want to celebrate with. But that doesn't happen unless you do all the boring things together. You do laundry together. You run errands together. Um, you study together, those kinds of things. And I think that's what makes us family as we intentionally walk towards those things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. It's doing life together. And, and so many, I think sometimes when we're in those kind of communities, we forget how many people don't have that and, and how many people maybe don't even realize that they need that. So let me ask you this. Um, which high school specifically, like you, not only are you responsible for Scottsdale Young Life, what does that include? Like how many... Um, schools, I mean, you can say their names, or have Young Life or Wildlife, and you can explain what that right, is. So the Scottsdale area is the Scottsdale district, really, and so are the five main uh, you know, high schools for Scottsdale Unified School Districts, which is Chaparral, Coronado, Desert Mountain, Saguaro, and Arcadia, and then the middle schools that go into those high schools, which are a mix of the public schools, private schools, charter schools that kind of all are in one one area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I'm a parent, for instance, I had this question the other day from a parent. 
and I just referred them over to some Arcadia Young Life leaders. But I'm a parent. I have say I have a high school kid. I want my kid to get involved in something. And I come to you, Tanita, and I say, hey, listen, I, I've got or a middle school or I got a middle school or high school kid. Um, what's this thing called Young Life? Um, I don't understand it. I've never been involved in it. How do you explain that to somebody? Right. I get those calls all the time, right? Because you know, your teenager comes home excited about something. You want to know what that something is. And so I do tell parents that, hey, we um, do a lot of fun stuff with kids. We kind of want to show them that there's this, a life of adventure and of fun and of relationship that they can have. They get to be mentored by a volunteer leader who is trained and cares about them. And they get to hear about who Jesus is and what that might mean for their life. And no matter what they decide, they're always welcome in our doors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And so if, uh, uh, as a, as a high school kid in Lubbock, Texas, I was real involved in fellowship of Christian athletes, which I love FCA. And then young life started, I think my sophomore year in high school or something like that. A lot of kids were going there. And as a FCA guy, um, who we'd have like, um, uh, one of the, we're in Lubbock. So in Lubbock, Texas, there's Texas Tech University. So we'd always get usually a football player or a basketball player to come in, share his testimony and give some scripture and so forth, have some prayer time. So that's what I was used to. Uh, young life was a whole different kind of approach. And for me, I didn't get it, honestly, because I was already a Christian kid going, well, where's, where's the Bible study? I'm showing up on a Monday night to this Young Life Club. Um, can you kind of walk me through like what I would experience if, if I came to a Young Life Club at Chaparral? Right, absolutely. And so one thing we know about not just teenagers, but really society as a whole, is that everyone has this kind of outer mask they put on, the, the person that they want people to see. And teenagers are no different. They're very protective of themselves They're, because they don't want to be rejected. Putting yourself out there means you risk someone saying, I don't like you or I don't want to be around you. And so what we do at Young Life Club is we, we do a lot of things to work to take that mask down. And it's just a silly approach. We sing songs together because if you sing, you cannot pretend. You can't put a mask on because you're singing a song. We sing. We play games. Uh, we do mixers. We have always some humor involved with it because, again, if you're laughing, that mask comes down. And so we really spend time in club, about 45 minutes, doing things to take that mask down so a kid can actually feel like themselves. They can feel safe. They can play. One of the things I tell people is kids don't play unless they feel safe. And you can watch it with a toddler when they walk into a new uh, Sunday school classroom or a playground. And you can watch it with a teenager when they walk into a room. But when they play, that means they feel safe. And when they feel safe, they can listen to what we have to say to them. And so at the end of the club is when we will get open our Bible and share about who Jesus is because we've worked so hard to help them feel safe, um, to laugh and to relax so they can engage with what we're talking about. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's so important. And honestly, it's, I think it's challenging for some Christians, honestly, to wrap their minds around that because we've been so, for lack of a better word, kind of indoctrinated in, in the church world, which I'm a huge local church guy. I pastored for 10 years in the church, and I love the local church. I want people to be involved in their local church, and I love youth groups, and they all look a little different. So here's, here's a question that I hear sometimes, uh, actually— since I was a leader in college, even I, is <clears throat> you'll hear people say, well, Young Life's not the church, right? You probably heard that before. 
I, I have, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is an interesting question for me. I mean, I know how I answer it, but I'd be interested to hear from you is because we talk about um, an outreach. You know, Young Life is this yes. parachurch, right? This is that word yeah. that's thrown out, this parachurch organization. But how do you see, like, the connection with Young Life in the church? Absolutely. You know, my I think my pastor said it best to me where he said, young life leaders like you are missionaries. So they're a part of the church, but they're the arm of the church that's sent out to lost people. And though we're not sent to another country, we are sent to another land, another culture with its own language and dress and social rules. And we're sent there to get to share who Jesus is. So I think that's the best explanation is young life leaders are essentially missionaries going to our local schools. That's such a good way to look at it. And just to clarify one thing is I do think young life is the church because I think we're all the body of Christ. We yeah, are the absolutely. church, right? I think that's the part is it's challenging sometimes because they go, well, no, the church is the building down the, the street, <laughs> right? And, and the reality is no, the church is everywhere we go. We're filled with the spirit and we bring the kingdom with us wherever we go. And uh, so Tanita, so now you've gotten your feet wet for a while. How long have you been area director in Scottsdale? Uh, it'll be three years this December. Whoa, that's crazy. Seems fast. like you just got here. Yeah. And where were you before um, Scottsdale? I was in Santa Barbara for a couple of years, which was beautiful. And then I was in Tucson for eight years before that. Yeah. Okay. A lot of different experiences. Yes. Okay. So um, at your club specifically, you say you're at Chaparral High School, Chaparral. right? Okay. So you guys do something a little different than maybe the typical Monday night club. Is that correct? It's true. Yes. Okay. We do Young Life Club at lunch. At lunch. On campus in the middle of the day. Okay, well, that's interesting in itself because um, you're doing a faith-based organization, a Christian organization called Young Life, on the school campus at lunchtime. And I want to hear more about that, like how that even works, because there's some people that would hear that and go, well, how is that even possible that you can do that in the world that we live in now where people are like, oh, you know, you kind of have to separate all of that from the school system. But we'll be right back with my guest, Tanita Maddox. Uh, She's the area director of Scottsdale Young Life. And stay with us. Shonda Pierce and the Happily Laughter After Tour is coming to the Valley of the Sun. Thursday, October 13th, Highlands Church in North Scottsdale. Special guest Karen Williams. Tickets are still available, but they are going quickly. You need to make your spot happen now. Go online, faithtalk1360.com. Click on the uh, big pink banner ad there and get your tickets for Shonda Pierce coming October 13th. Now, more Koinonia. And your host, Lance Rohoff. Everyone, this is Lance Rohoff back with the show Quantania. We're so thankful. Uh, that we have this time with Tanita Maddox today. And Quanania is the Greek word for um, community, which is what we're talking about today. We're talking about community, and we're talking specifically about Young Life. Young Life is an organization that's been around since 1940. It's uh, started outside of Dallas and, and spread 
throughout the world now, I think over 100 countries have Young Life, and uh, it's all over the United States. It's a youth organization, you know, all about Jesus, and uh, but a very unique way, I believe, as I've also been involved in Young Life for a number of years, of reaching kids with the good news, with the gospel. And one of the things we were talking with Tanita about right before we left is that at Chaparral High School, she actually does, Chaparral's in Scottsdale, she actually does what they call a, a lunch club, which is during lunchtime on Mondays, they, she has herself and volunteer leaders go in, and they do um, when kids are out for their lunch break, which isn't a long period of time. As a matter of fact, Tanita, how long is lunch? Uh, so lunch goes for about 40, 40, 45 minutes. Okay. So explain to me what you do at lunch for a lunch club. So we uh, it moves real fast. The bell rings. We give students eight minutes to get to where we're having club on campus. Um, we'll, we'll do a crazy kind of game or mixer, something that will make kids say, I cannot believe they did that. That they will walk out into their class. They'll say, you'll never believe what happened in the middle of the day here at the high school. Uh, we'll do a couple games and then uh, we'll do a about an eight minute, what we call a club talk, where we're talking about who Jesus is. We get to open our Bible and then we'll serve kids lunch um, and then be done five minutes before the bell so that we don't get in trouble for keeping them away from their classes. Wow. Okay. So you're meeting in a classroom? We're meeting in the multi-purpose room. Oh, okay. And so typically how many kids might be coming to the multi-purpose room? Uh, combined all together for the lunches, we'll see about 120 kids. It'll get split between about 50 kids in one lunch and then 80, 80 kids, 70, 80 kids. Okay. And so are they bringing their lunch to, to the multi-purpose room or? No, we feed them. You do? We feed them. So you give them free food? Yep. <laughs> okay. So who wouldn't want to show up if you're in high school and you can, what do you, what do you serve? Pizza, baby. Okay. <laughs> so if you can get, where do you get pizza from? Oh, can we talk about where we can get pizza from? Sure. Yeah, yeah, we get a great uh, Domino's. Actually, is a deal with our local high school, so oh, we get a good deal with them. Great. Okay, so you're bringing Domino's Pizza in to Chaparral on Mondays, on Wednesdays, actually. Yeah. Oh, on Wednesdays. Okay, so it's on Wednesdays. You're bringing it in, and you'll have 100, 150 kids or something like that in that range that will show up. And uh, so, kind of the format is. I mean, you said you'll have like a short talk. Uh, with your Bible open of some scripture about who Jesus is. Right. That's great. But you're also doing some fun things, some crazy things. So tell me something crazy that happened at lunchtime where it's in the middle of the day at Chaparral High School and a kid walks out and is like, okay, in the middle of my day at my high school, this just happened. Well, what we just did is we had one, uh, one of our teachers volunteer to help with us and we did a kind of trivia game. And if you want a prize, you got to pick a bucket. There are five buckets with mystery items ranging from jello to flour to spaghetti noodles everything in the middle and if you want if you got your question right you got to dump that over the teacher's head and so there they are in the middle of their school with a physics teacher standing in the middle of the room dumping things like jello over his head and flour over their head and people kids are filming it because that's what they do now if they're yeah. excited they'll pull their cameras out and start filming it and telling kids all day you'll never believe it we got to just trash a teacher with jello okay that is awesome that is so much fun. And so the teachers that participate in this, clearly they know ahead of time they're in on it. Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to their physics class covered in jello. But uh, so kids go out of there. Obviously, that's something that you would not normally have during your regular day. It breaks up the day. But also, like the idea behind that would be what when you're talking about just uh, presenting the message of Jesus? You One of the things we say in Young Life is we don't take ourselves 
too seriously, but we take Jesus very seriously. And so we have this ability to laugh and show that Jesus is someone who created laughter, created fun and an adventure. But when it comes to Jesus, we're very serious. And so we, the room is quiet. When we open that Bible, kids lean in. We get a chance to talk about who Jesus is. Yeah. So do you also involve kids? I mean, besides you did with like the teacher getting dumped on. So what other ways do you involve kids during lunch club? Is there... Yeah, we do. It kind of ranges on what kind of game we're doing, but we do mixers, which involve every kid in the room to get them to be involved. And then we do uh, competitions where we pull a couple kids up front. And the goal of that is, you know, very few students in their life will be cheered for by a crowd of people. If you really think about it, the stars of the football team or basketball team, or there's a few people who get cheered for by a crowd, but most students aren't. So we create that environment in young life where we pull a couple of kids in front and we get a room cheering for them in a, in a game that takes zero talent and zero sports ability to do. That is so cool. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I guess I've never thought about actually that saying is that very few will actually be cheered for for a group. I mean, you're right. Football teams, sports teams, things like that. If you're in a play or whatever, you can be up front and people cheer. But the average kid going through school doesn't really have that happen to them very much. And so to create an environment like that, like when you said that, I was like, yes, how valuable is that? That And really what you're saying is um, we're going to love this kid. Absolutely. But you know, this kid's going to walk out of that class today and go, "Wow, um, I was cared for. I was loved." And, and they may not even think of it in those terms, right? Right. But they have something in their spirit, in their heart, that says, "That was so amazing." It says, "I am known and I am valued," which is what every teenager is looking for. Yeah, exactly. So, how do y'all pull off doing a lunch club like on a Wednesday at noon at Shepherd High School with the whole separation of church and state and people being real sensitive about like, oh, you know, can you have that on campus? How's that work? You know, the way that, that clubs run, like every club, not just Young Life at high schools, or and I think middle schools is true, is that it needs to be student-led, student-initiated. So it really needs to be a couple of students who say, we want this to happen on campus. They find a teacher sponsor to sign off on it. Uh, and then turn in a list of bylaws or a description of the club, and then it gets approved by um, some kind of board at the school. And once that's in, um, any anyone can have a club. Any any organization can have a club there. And we become now our official uh, school club on campus, which means we can have our club meetings at the school. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So I know that one of the things that because one we both been at camp mm-hmm. at Young Life Camp. There's a great camp here, right? Lost Canyon is in Williams, Arizona. Great camp in Arizona. As a matter of fact, we were there just recently and had this amazing weekend. It was a weekend where all the Young Life leaders, not all, actually there's two weekends in a row where, so about half the Young Life leaders in Arizona that volunteer in schools all over the state were up there for their own weekend at Lost Canyon. And tell me about Lost Canyon, first of all, and kind of Young Life camp in general. You know, Jim Rayburn, our founder of Young Life, used to say, why do we take the best message in the world and wrap it in a paper bag? And he was talking about the way that that camps were built in the 40s and 50s. There's tents and outhouses and things like that. And so his idea was, let's not do that. Let's let's build a resort for teenagers so that when we tell them there is this God that loves them, that they're sons and daughters of a king, that we have this camp that reflects it. So when kids walk in, they say, wow, you built this for me. 
You know, they don't believe that. And so it's beautiful grounds. Your bed, you know, it's got linens on it. There's etched glass in the door and heated floors and food served to you at a table. So it sets them up to be at really a resort for teenagers that already screams, we love you and we value you before they even hear anything that happens at camp. Yeah, and it's so true. I've been to Lost Canyon many times since it's been built. I guess it's been... Uh, 12, 13, 14 years or so. It's 2001 was the groundbreaking, I know, because I missed my college graduation to go to it. Okay, it was that valuable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I missed my college graduation just because I didn't want to go. So <laughs> I wish I had had a camp, camp groundbreaking. But I will tell you that uh, people get blown away by Lost Canyon and Williams. If you have never been, and, and I can't say this about too many things, or maybe I can say about several, but but one of the things that comes to mind is that if you have never been to Lost Canyon uh, in Williams, Arizona, Young Life Camp, and there's about 27 Young Life Camps, I think, around the country, around that, something like that. But this is one that when you think of camp, like if you've grown up and you've had your camp experience and you go, oh, camps aren't been there, done that as a kid, had some experience and. But it, you will go to Lost Canyon, and as soon as you drive in, you're like, what in the world is going on here? It is absolutely fabulous. I was with a group of men a couple of weeks ago, and we stayed at this place on camp called the Adult Guest Lodge, which is honestly like a five-star resort. It is so nice. And and it was just a checkout camp, check it, you know, see what was going on. And just the first, these are words that came from these guys' mouths. These are dads and fathers and grad and granddads. And they said, this is like Disneyland. And they were not just saying that. They were like, literally, everything is perfect here. I mean, it's not perfect in the sense like we have to be perfect as, you know, we all want to be ourselves and break down walls. You know, the idea of bringing kids in is you can be yourself. You don't have to put on masks. But the, but the whole strategy, the idea, the, the way that Young Life approached things, we're going to do everything with excellence. And this camp, we did this little camp tour, and these guys are like, I've never seen anything. These are businessmen who've been around the country and been around the world, and they've seen a lot of different things in their life, and they've raised kids and all this. They're like, I've never seen anything like this. And the food was fantastic. So there's this whole camp experience. So I know getting kids to camp and bringing them along with their leaders that have walked with them all year is a big deal, right? It's a huge deal. So kind of tell me about the, the thought process between that about going to camp with a kid well it's uh if you ever walked if well if you ever walked through the student section at a football game or a high school or middle school or college campus lately i'd encourage you to do that because you walk around and we don't do it because it's scary and it's broken and we get the, the chance to take kids out of that scary broken world and bring them to a beautiful safe camp a young life camp takes them out of their everyday environment that it's full of noise it's full of uh, cell phones, social media, which has created a whole other level of noise and hardship in kids' lives. And we bring them to this place where they can run, play, be free of distraction, get out of their old life, and be freed up to get to hear about who Jesus is. Yeah, that's so fantastic. I mean, it's, it's, it really is wonderful. Both of my kids have been up to Lost Canyon, uh, one as an actual camper. My other one is still in sixth grade, but he'll be going this next summer and loves wildlife, which is young life, but for middle school kids. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that and how kids get connected. And this is happening all over our state in Arizona, and it's expanding and growing. And we're excited about what the Lord's doing and the move of the spirit uh, in our youth around Arizona. We'll be right back with Tanita Maddox.
you've heard of Shonda Pierce, right? The queen of clean comedy. Well, she is coming with special guest Karen Williams, October 13th, the Highlands Church in Scottsdale. It's the Happily Laughter After Tour. She's so funny. She's so popular. And tickets are available now. Go to faithtalk1360.com to claim yours. faithtalk1360.com. Click on the big Shonda Pierce Happily Laughter After Tour banner ad. Now, more Koinonia with your host today, Lance Rawhoff. Welcome back, everyone. This is Lance Rawhoff. I'm with Tanita Maddox, who is the area director with Scottsdale Young Life. And we've been talking about everything from uh, what happens to a, at, with a kid at Chaparral High School called Lunch Club, which is on Wednesdays, where they might have 100 to 150 high school kids show up to the multi-purpose room, actually, as Tanita said, to have pizza that's provided by her and her leaders. Uh, Young Life provides the pizza. The kids come. They have this awesome experience in the middle of the day in high school uh, where you go and you study, you have your classes, you maybe have some athletics or um, play or, you know, all kinds of extracurricular activities going on. Who would have thought that there, or who would have thunk, I should say, during the middle of a day at a high school in Scottsdale? And this is happening all over the valley, by the way. This isn't just at one high school. And, and it, Young Life does it differently. Sometimes they're doing clubs on Monday nights. Um, in this particular case, uh, it's Wednesdays at noon. And so I love that, Tanita. I love your heart for the mission of Young Life, which is uh, when I, if I ask you, what is the mission of Young Life? How do you say that? I would say we want to introduce peop- uh, kids, adolescents to Jesus Christ and help them grow in their faith. Yeah, exactly. And then I've just heard that you're going for the farthest out kid. Absolutely. So the kid that wouldn't normally come in the doors of a church, like for instance, we don't know what kid's going to come in the doors of the church, but we do have an idea that there's kids whose maybe family has never been part of a church. They, they've never even walked in one. It's not something on their radar. It's not something that other people are inviting them to. Um, those are the kids you guys are going after? Yeah, we say unchurched, meaning there's no background at all, or disinterested, meaning they've walked away for some reason in their life. Those are the kids that we love to work with. Yeah. So um, you have uh, these volunteer leaders. So in Scottsdale, just in your area, around Arizona, just so you know, there's like 25 different areas uh, where you have area directors, similar to Tanita, where you have um, leadership teams, adult leadership teams. We call them committees, but they're they're really a group of adult men and women who they want to support Tanita and the volunteer leaders. They want to help them uh, raise the finances to do. For instance, if you're bringing pizzas, like so, I know you got a smoking deal. We talked earlier. Domino's is giving you this smoking deal, right? Absolutely, yeah. So what? What? I mean, like, how much is? Let's just throw out some real numbers here because when we're doing ministry. Uh, it takes money to move things forward. The reality is, is you could show up and do lunch club and some kids would come. You show up and do lunch club with free pizza. You got a lot of kids coming and hey, there's like, you know, you don't try to fake it or anything like that. You're real out front is like, no, the reason we're providing you pizza is we want you here. Absolutely. Okay. So like, what does that cost you guys? It costs us between about two, two fifty a week to do, to do pizzas for club. Cause we feel like, man, if we're inviting you in and we're asking you to, to sacrifice your lunch period yeah. to be with us, we will feed you. I, but here, so, okay. Some people listening might just do the numbers real quick. If you have a four week month, four Wednesdays, right. you could be 800 to a thousand dollars just in pizza. At one high school. Yes. And some people might go, that's crazy. 
spending that much money. But here's what I can tell you. As somebody who's been part of the, the ministry for a long time, you have these adult leadership teams. And when you hear some of the stories that come out of um, the connections these leaders have with their, their kids, with their young life kids, and you start to see hearts changed and you start to see a kid go, wow, for the first time, I feel like I'm getting connected or somebody understands me or you just see them get invaded by the love of Christ. Right. And they may not at first even know that that's really what it is. But but you just go, what price? What do you how do you even put a price on that? Right. I mean, obviously we do. We put prices on a lot of things. But um but it seems like when we think about investing $1,000 in different ways, that seems like a really good return. You know, it's it's been real sweet to watch the stories of our kids because even I was talking to one of our seniors at the high school and she said, came up to me and said, I don't know how you get the kids you get in this room. She said, in other words, she said, do you know the things they're doing outside of the classroom, outside of school? They're getting high, they're getting in trouble, they're partying, all these things. And she's, but you're getting them into a room where they're hearing about who Jesus is every week. And even talking to another kid who has no background in any any church and uh, was saying, you know, I came here for the first time because I wanted the free pizza, but it's my favorite club. And she's been coming for about a year and a half and has never missed a Young Life club. Yeah. Wow. That is fantastic. I love hearing those stories. So I'm going to switch gears here a little bit and go down a different direction. Tanita, you are... Um, a, a young woman, uh, you are married and you do have a son, a beautiful son. And so tell me, first of all, a little bit about how long have you been married? We've been married for 11 years. Wow. All right. And who are you married to? My husband's name is Ashley. That's right. His name is Ashley as of Gone with the Wind, Ashley. Um, and he is a filmmaker who specializes in making films in developing parts of the world um, for lots of uh, gover- non-government organizations, charities, mission organizations, things like that. Okay. So he travels a lot? He travels the world and making movies. It is the dream job. Oh, wow. So that's good. I actually have seen some of his movies and uh, short films or you know, whatever you call them, they are fantastic. He is incredibly talented. And so um, you have a, a new son, well, still pretty new, right? Yep, 15 months old, so just over a year. Okay, so you have a 15-month-old. You have a husband that travels the world doing, and what's the name of his company? Missionary Films. Okay, Missionary Films. And so you have a husband with the name Ashley. Yes. Uh, from Gone with the Wind, <laughs> who travels the world, and a 15-month-old. And anyone who's ever been in ministry knows that, uh, you know, we had a saying in the church uh, for years that you say, hey, uh, or you can be church ministry, you can be really whatever, but it's great part-time pay for full-time work. And uh, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the reality of it is, is you can say, uh, can you do something part-time in ministry? It immediately becomes full-time, right? Because Absolutely. it just goes. So here's the thing. You are full-time. You're full-time staff. Uh, you do a, a fantastic job. You're all over Scottsdale and really all over the Valley. You're gone on weekends doing weekend camps. Yes. You're serving in all these areas. You're a mom, you're a wife, and a husband that travels. Okay. So just tell me, how do you manage that as a woman and, and as a mom and as a wife? And um, and I'm fairly new to it, so I'm just over a year into into being a mom. And I will say there's so many times of the day that I feel like I'm failing. I'm failing at being a mom. I'm failing at being a wife. I'm failing at being an area director. Because my life was full before I got married. My life was full before I had a child. And and something had to give in those places. Um, and, and I have 
I remind myself, I have good people around me remind me that the Lord called you into all these things. He called you to be a wife. He called you to be an area director. He called you to be a mom, which means he knows all the things you're trying to do. He knows the places that you feel like you're failing. He knows the places that he created you for. And you kind of have to live in that because if you kind of think about all the things you're not doing perfectly or not doing at all, it can crush anyone's heart, whether they're doing all those things or one of those things or none of those things. Because there's so many times a day we can feel like we're failing at something. And so remembering that no, it's not about us being failures or not being perfect Pinterest Instagram moms and wives and, um, and people in the workforce. It's, it's really about Jesus is perfect and he fills in that gap of where I feel like I'm failing. And to know that God does not want me to walk around feeling like a failure all the time. And he's not pointing his finger at me saying, you're such a failure. He's saying, I created you to do those things. And so I've got to learn how to live in those things. And side note, uh, Every new app I learn about that helps me do my job and my life as a mom has like saved my life so many times between like the prime now and getting my groceries delivered and all sorts of different things. My, my smartphone has helped that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I know there's apps for pretty much everything. And we say, even though we say there's apps for pretty much everything we know in the next week and month and year, we're going to have so many other apps that will help do our lives a little different, help assist, you know, for instance, like you, you mentioned one particular one is, um, the app where, I mean, you can, I know like even with Uber right now, you yes. can have, what is that called? I, I was trying to think of what, I heard it this weekend. Which, it, it, there's an app where you can uh, get an Uber driver to deliver food. Oh yeah, there is I there is that one. I, I just have my groceries delivered by the grocery store, but there is, I, I use DoorDash that delivers my, you know, food from any restaurant to me. And then yeah. I even use one called Soothe, which is like the Uber of massages and a massage therapist will come to your house. Are you serious? <laughs> so I can't pay for a babysitter and a massage. So I wait until my kids didn't sleep at night and then I book a mas- massage therapist to come to my house. Okay. That is so great because, and you know, we feel like my kids are 11 and 13. So I feel like I've missed out a little bit. I shouldn't say I, okay. Just so you know, my wife just hearing that right there saying <laughs> I've missed out shows that I've really, I really missed. She's going to go, what do you mean you missed out? It's like, I'm. she's the one who missed out with those massages. And uh, But I, I was hearing someone the other day who said, yeah, I sent some food over via an Uber driver to some friends that needed food. I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's an app. You just do that and get it done. And I just think that stuff is great. It's wild. Like, people are sitting around thinking about this stuff all the time. And so, um Okay, so but let me let me also go into that you are uh, clearly you're a woman and you are in ministry. Um, how's that been for you? Just because I know sometimes there can be roadblocks, rather perceived or real um, roadblocks in, for women in ministry, maybe limiting some. Uh, how's your experience been in young life as far as that goes? Oh, my experience in young life has been really, really great. So, you know, I've been I've been on staff for about sixteen years now, and so it's a lot has changed in the last sixteen years. So, I say as a younger woman, uh, at in college and leading young life, I did come in contact with a lot more people who told me that I was in a role that was not meant for a woman. The women were not called for forms of leadership like that. Um, and really had to struggle with that in my early part of my life and figuring out, okay, Lord, what does the Bible say? What do people around me say? Um, and, I, and I come from a really conservative background and a conservative theology in all of this. But what I found with Young Life as a missionary, I, get to, I get, do get to be sent out and called and all these things. And so as, as time has gone on in the last 16 years and where I am today, I find much more um, 
partnership and much more encouragement with what I'm doing. And many more people are trying to figure out how do we keep our women around doing doing mission work as they go through different stages of life of marriage and motherhood and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's something that it will clearly, uh, it's a, a real value. I think about you being a mom, you being a wife, uh, you uh, having massages once your kids are down. I mean, I think about like just the or trying to balance your life and figure out how things work and doing ministry is so valuable for the kingdom because you have a perspective to speak into other adults, certainly, but other moms, other dads, um, you and Ashley do together, but you specifically speak in the lives of kids and volunteer leaders. You offer a perspective that isn't available from so many others, like me as a guy, you know, I'm not going to be able to speak into that in the same way. So I'm just so thankful that you've been willing to accept that call. We'll be right back with Tanita Maddox. Welcome back. Uh, this is Lance Rahoff with Quanania, which means community, the Greek word for community. And we've had Tanita Maddox on today with us. And it's been so good to talk to Tanita, Tanita to hear about not only her life, area director, Scottsdale Young Live, uh, mom with a 15-month-old wife uh, with a husband who travels the world making films and documentaries and uh, called Missionary Films. His name's Ashley Maddox and just a fantastic guy in himself. And so Tanita's talked to us today about so many great things, about just being a woman in ministry and about leading young life leaders and balancing life, which every one of us has to just figure out what works for our lives. Uh, what works for Tanita is not necessarily what works for the next person. And, and But the Lord is so good. The Lord's so good is that when we call out to him, he meets us where our needs are. And I just want to encourage that anyone out there who's going, man, like Tanita, you brought up something. You said sometimes you feel like a failure as a mom or maybe a wife or whatever because you're trying to do it all. And oftentimes uh, we, as Christian men and women, we can go, man, we're not doing it all perfectly. But we're not called to do it all perfectly. We're called to do it obediently. We're just called to go, Lord, I'm going to trust you with this. And we'll have to say no sometimes to things that maybe we really want to do, but it's not, not healthy for us. to. You can do too much good things, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But I want to really encourage you, too. I think that's so good for anyone that's listening today to go that, um, uh, you know, we are not called to live with a mindset of failure. We're called to live in a mindset of abundance and that the Lord's goodness, um, he wants to operate through us wherever we are. And this isn't a competition. Tanita, um, I just ask, let's just pray. Let's pray for our youth of the city. And uh, you can, if you want to start out, you can start and I'll close with that. But let's just pray uh, for whatever the Lord leads you to. All right, Lord in heaven, give us the teenagers. Give us the lost, broken teenagers that need to hear about who you are, who need to hear they're valuable and loved, who need to be pursued, who need to know there's a bigger vision and dream for their life further than, than they can even dream for themselves. Give us the teenagers, Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And this is a city that clearly the Lord's doing something incredible throughout the city. Lord, we thank you for how, how you're moving through the hearts and minds of men and women. And just thank you, God, for Tanita. Thank you that she accepted the call. Bless her, Lord. Give her strength. Give her comfort. Give her all the, everything she needs to be this incredible um, wife, mom, and young life leader. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everyone.